0: The Holy Spirit is really, I'm, I'm excited about what God's doing, so I'm just going to share a couple of scriptures with you. You know, when, when God's holy presence comes, I just felt like tonight, I don't know, I got marked, I received something. Don't you want something from God? Come on. Like, I love it when I'm not even, like, I feel like, you know, God, I was filled. I was, come on, I was, a, we had fire tunnels last night, it was awesome. But the presence of God, he just doesn't stop. Amen. Like, when we think it's enough, he's saying, no, there's more. Amen. There's more for you. Yeah. When we think we've received enough from him, there's always more. And there's always a grace to receive more. Amen. And so I don't know about you, but I'm just asking God to just give me a capacity to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Come on. I'm just so hungry for him to just release more on, on my life. And that's why I feel like when we need to come in with our perspective these, in the coming days, right? That when we walk into the house of God, we come to see Him. I mean, we come to see our brothers and sisters, but there should be nothing in the way of chasing your Father. Of right. yep. seeing Jesus, of meeting Jesus. <laughs> like, an exp- like, He wants to come in, eyes of fire, burning Acts the church that we see in the book of Acts the spirit of God is going to give us a grace to go exceedingly greater than th- than we've ever seen in, in history that's written are you tracking with me yes. yeah. the presence of God didn't die with the apostles that's right. <laughs> that's right. contrary to some opinions <laughs> the presence of God is always here to save heal and deliver Separate us. Forgive me if I'm not completely eloquent tonight. Okay. <laughs> but the Spirit of God wants to separate you <coughs> so that He can deal with you. <laughs> what does the word holy mean? Holy separated. completely outside of what we ever understand or know because when the four living creatures were in the and b- we have history right all through the bible that they're crying holy 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 is the lord god almighty to was and is and is to come right what was the, what was what was the revelation because it was an unveiling revelation of the holiness of god in the midst of seeing him Preach holiness and clean your life up. That's not what I'm preaching tonight. I'm just alluding to something that we don't understand, and it's it's, it's the manifestation of himself to us that breaks all the veils so that we can see him in a clear way. He's holy. He's the one who's separated from the entire earth. So that God, that He can pour out His power and presence onto the whole globe. And there's nothing that He's hiding from you that can't be revealed. So we need to understand that we can't remain, like, we want God's presence and it's attracted to the. And I'm going off of some totally different place right now. I'll get to what I'm supposed to get to, I guess. But when God, when we're outside of what the Lord is is, is trying to do in our lives, He wants to connect us to heaven. That's right. The only thing that can make you holy and pure is heaven. You can't do anything. The Bible says that the blood of Jesus made us blameless, holy and pure. So as we behold Him, as we look at Him, we become. Like Him. That's what the Bible tells me. If I behold Him and look at Him, I become like Him. And that's why tonight I was just overwhelmed with the fact of, I I did, you know, we've done a couple days, you know. We had fellowship on Friday night, and we prayed, and we worshiped together. And then we were all day yesterday. And that's why, you know, we go to a conference, or we go to an event, and we just get filled up. And usually I'll leave tapped if I'm ministering. But God wants to energize us. He wants to energize us. He wants to amp you up. So we're going to talk about something (laughs) tonight. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Acts. chapter (laughs) 4 in verse 32 here's the thing I know we come to receive a word but I think God's trying to blow that up you know I said it last night you know we come we receive words Get, we get good sermons, hopefully a good sermon, a good message, even a prophetic word from God. But then ultimately you need to go to the Lord with it. And you need to break it open with the Lord. And you need to talk to the Lord about it. And you need to take the word what you've received and put it before the Lord and say, What am I receiving out of this? Because if you don't right, if we're not kind of a, a student in a sense Disciples are learners, right? I said this before. If we're not students and we don't take what we've received and bring it before Jesus and bring it before him and he opens it up to us even greater because he wants to expand our thinking, he wants to expand what he's already given to us, what's been served to us, the bread that's been served to us can be multiplied into what you've already taken and you begin to eat of what you've already received. Do you understand what I'm saying? That the word of God becomes alive because you make it alive. I, don't, I shouldn't make it alive to you. And the, and the Lord is trying to wean the church to run and, and eat for ourselves. <laughs> Not that we don't go to a place the way we get fed. But sometimes we can be fed and fed and fed and fed and it's it, it, it doesn't us and feed us. Like you can be eating things and I. sometimes we, we eat out of boredom. Anyone in the room ever done that? Like you're just sitting around the house. You're just eating. You don't need to eat. You're just eating. And so the Lord wants to break things open for you so that you really eat. That you digest the thing that you have and that it nourishes you and in your inner man. Right. So Acts chapter 4 verse 32 And the multitudes of, of those who believed Were of one heart And of one soul Neither did anyone say That any of the things that he possessed Was his own But they, they had all things in common Let's just stop there Is that the American mindset? no but that's the house of God's mindset that's a kingdom mindset that they helped one another that they were there for one another that they they fed one another when one was in need the others helped right it's not socialism it's kingdom yeah Verse 33, and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them all. For there was, nor was there any one among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of land and of houses and sold and bought and bought the proce- brought the proceeds before the of the things that were sold, and they laid them before the apostles' feet, and they distributed, each one as each one had need. I want to just focus on. I'm not going to focus on giving everything to the church. That's not what I'm talking about tonight, <laughs> okay? But this was the culture. And what it, what it, what God's looking for in a culture, in a kingdom culture, is this: is that our lives are completely open to one another, and community is real. Right? And that no one lacks. And that when one is in need, the other has. And I'm not talking about giving each other money. Come on. I'm not talking about me giving you a house. I'm talking about when someone's in need, someone's there for the other. When someone's in need, they're there for the other. It's more than just your wife and your kids. It's about kingdom, and when kingdom is expanded in in real in reality, then it looks a lot different. We don't all corral into a building and then leave, and everyone goes their own way for the rest of the week. But I am saying in the middle of this, in the center of this, it was this. With great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection, right? And great grace was upon them all, right? And the Holy Spirit... Wants to release great, great power, a great grace. That's the ability, and that's the things that we don't understand and know to release a witness. Witness can mean two things: you can talk and be a witness and bring testimony, or a witness can be this: you go out, you do the stuff, you pray for the sick, you raise the de- raise the dead, you you cleanse the leper. And in this, it's talking about the explosion of the gospel it's the explosion of the presence of god it's the release of the presence of god on a people why am i talking about this because it's it's the desire according to the word of god what does it, if we're going to model the church after anything it's going to be the book of acts right cuz i can't i can't do it i can't model the church i can use types and shadows but of 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 the tabernacle of Moses of the old covenant, right? There are types and shadows that we can pull and we can take, but I'm telling you the true model of what the church is to look like is this right here. Turn with me to Ephesians. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there tonight. I'm snapping out of it a little, unfortunately. Ephesians chapter two. Verse 18. Because I'm just bouncing out of the context here for a minute. But for through him, we have both access by one spirit to the Father. Access by one spirit, that's the Holy Spirit. We need to focus on the Holy Spirit, with great power. We need our focus to be on the Spirit of God. And how is God going to build the church? I'm showing you right now. Now, therefore, you're no longer strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens. You're citizens of what? Of a kingdom that's not of this world. Why? We just sang it. (laughs) I don't know if that was spontaneous or not. We trade in this life we live for what? The life we've been given thing just killed me tonight for the life that we've been given you've been given a life are you living the life are you living in the kingdom are you living in the foundation of what god wants to raise up is your life modeling what ephesians says is your life modeling what the book of acts says have you found a tribe have you found a community or is it just casual dating bomb but that's okay no it shouldn't be casual dating right for through him we both have access by one spirit to the father now therefore we're no longer strangers or foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of god having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets jesus christ himself being the chief cornerstone. What's that? That's God's government. That's the kingdom of God being raised up on the earth. Who's the cornerstone? Jesus. He's what we build everything off of. He is the plumb line. So how Jesus lives is how the apostles should reflect. How the the prophets should reflect. How the evangelists, how the teachers should reflect that character, that part of Jesus that's released in the earth. What does an apostle do? He builds. What does a prophet do? He speaks things. And really, the apostle and the prophet have this this together that one builds, one sees, one builds, one sees, one builds, one sees, one builds. And they build together. Why is it like that? Because you've got to have vision to be able to build. And there's an apostolic and a prophetic spirit being released on your life if you choose to receive it. You don't have to be an apostle, you don't have to be a prophet. But God wants you to see, and he wants you to build your life accordingly. He wants you to see things, and he wants you to build it accordingly. And he wants you to build it according to the model of what he's about to show us, right? That the the kingdom of heaven is built on one thing, Jesus. It's not, I I appreciate that we have a warm building that we can come into, or an air-conditioned building that we can come into. That's awesome. But it's not about the building, it's not the white steeple, it's not whatever. We don't have a white steeple here, but there are white steeples all over New England. We're the place of white steeples. But the reality is he wants to build a church that's strong with the foundation of Jesus himself. Him crucified. The blood of Jesus is more than enough. The power of the cross is more than enough. The reality is that resurrection life came to every one of us, and this is why the apostles preached that message, the resurrection of the Christ. He's no longer dead. He's surely alive. And there's something that the church is beginning to dull down, and we want to give people passes while well, they're saved by faith. Already, I'll let you think about that. But there's all kinds of ways people are living and we want to just say they're saved. It it comes by faith. That's nonsense. I know, people are going to leave here going, I'm not going back to that church. I'm telling you, I just read the stupidest thing on Facebook. I'm not going. I'm not going there. Former people in the ministry. I'm not. I'm not going there. It's not okay. Like we need to live a life that's holy. Amen. We need to live a life that looks like Jesus, right. not like something else. Not like something that the spirit of the age is releasing into the planet right now. We can't live like that and say, it's okay, I'm going to heaven. I know, that's harsh, isn't it? It's kind of, that's kind of, there's no, that's a plumb line. Right? It's a plumb line. And I'm not apologizing, but I can't stand it when we're trying to make excuses for behavior. And God wants to release a grace that you walk it out and you live free. I had no plans of going here. In whom the building, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple of the Lord. Now, Ezekiel said, Don't call. What is profane, holy, and what's holy, profane. I know. But somewhere we get it blurred. Somewhere the church is getting blurry, real blurry with this. And I just, I ask, Father, just you you release a spirit of holiness on us. That we live out a life that's pure and clean and holy, not by any works that we could boast. And this is what we don't understand. You cannot do it. On your own. There's no neck too high. There's no haircut right. There's no I don't smoke, drink, whatever. Whatever it is. It's the presence of God that will change you. And the, the Lord is trying to call the church in. To a place that's holy. That means we're separated under him. And when we meet him, something amazing begins to happen. That the presence of God is so on the church that there's, you can walk into places and the atmosphere changes. Yeah. Because you've lived a life that's, li- that's living in the presence of God. Yeah. You know what? God's not fickle. He doesn't show up and leave. He's not. He's awesome. He wants to be with you every moment of the day. And my thing is, God, I don't ever want to grieve you. I don't want to ever compromise the message. I don't want to do it to put butts in seats. I don't ever want to do that because I want your presence in this place. I want your life in this place. I want the miracles to be released in this place and continue to heal and touch and save and deliver people because we cannot do it without Jesus Christ being the center of, the cornerstone, the one where the plumb line comes from. There's one plumb line and it's Jesus. In whom the whole building's being fitted together. Grows. Everyone say grows. If are you growing? I'm asking you, are you growing? Grow. Grow. Yes, come on. I just speak life. Growth. 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 And here's, you know, the Lord is just wanting to raise up a tree, right, that's just ever increasing and moving and bringing shade and bringing atmosphere and, and bringing shade for the people who need shade. You understand what I'm saying? That when God begins to grow on your life, you begin to have fruit, and the leaves begin to be nourished and green because you're planted by a river. And the river of God is moving not only through your life, but next to you all the time. That the clear river from heaven is moving towards you because you attract it. Verse 22, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place in the Spirit. Fitted together, built together for a dwelling place. Mm-hmm. What is the Spirit of God saying? I just read you the book of Acts, right? I just read that they were all together, right? When the Spirit of God, when the fire of God fell in Pentecost, it says that they were all together with one accord. Acts chapter 4 says they were all together together. Sharing it says here again, how do we build together, right? So it doesn't ever just, right, here's what I want to see. I just, my prayer is this, Father, just explode in our lives that we grow together, that it's not built on miles back or the ministry team's back. I know, I like, uh, you know, I, I, read, I read the statistics too, right? Like 10% of all the people in the church like do 100% of the work, oh, yeah. it's, it's maybe 20 mm-hmm. at best, right? I'm, I'm going to prophesy to this place right now that this place begins to be 90%, 100% right. that move together. That we don't, come on, and I know, I know, and I'm not, this is nothing about being busy. This is about, because I'm busy. And the Lord wants to release something. He wants to release the purity of of holiness, and he wants to release a, a corporate anointing on this whole place that we'd live, and we'd move, and have our being together in the spirit being grown up into a holy temple, into a dwelling place. I don't want to suggest be a place where God shows up and leaves. I don't want to go through. Right? <laughs> I get jealous. Here's, here's my thing. I'm jealous for places that the fire and presence of God is just moving. That this is just revival moving, like. You know, John and Carol are not in, ter- in Toronto have been carrying the fire of revival for a long time, right? There's things happening on the West Coast. There's things happening on the East Coast. There's things happening all over the earth. I want this place to be a place where the fire of God is settled, that this is a dwelling place, that we don't have a problem, right? That there's, not, that there's no problem cultivating spiritual life in this place, that we begin to, come on, evangelize ourselves, Right? You begin to just go out and you share and you're dragging people to church. Because why? Because there's so much light on you. Right? That the presence of God wants to come in this place and change us. Ready? And so I'm going to the kick to where we we were last night. I'm going back to Revelation chapter 1 because there's something that the Lord wants to impart to us because we can overcome everything. Remember last Friday? Who was here last Friday? You're unstoppable. It was Good Friday. You're unstoppable. Yeah, we've had like two Friday meetings last last month, this month, right? You're unstoppable. Amen. Come on. There's nothing that should you should should ever stop you. That's right. But this thing's fresh on me, so I'm gonna just release it again and we kind of jumped on it couple months ago but i just want to hit it again it's revelation chapter one because something god wants to impart to you tonight to receive so that you can overcome i tell you the atmosphere was charged last night when this thing was released it was just i'm not trying to psych you out but it was it was blazing and it was people that probably are not used to this type of language, but you're used to this type of language. So I just want to look at Jesus, right? We just talked about the, the cornerstone of how this thing's going to get built. And we have John on the Isle of Patmos. He's stuck in a quarry. Probably been boiled in oil, and he's still alive. Talk about supernatural. It says this in verse 12. And he said, then I turned to see the voice. (laughs) That's enough to preach right there. I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment, down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow. Remember, as white as snow. And his eyes were like a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass, as if refined in the furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters and he had in the, in his right hand seven stars remember that in his right hand he had seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was like the sun shining in strength and when i saw him i fell at his feet as dead But he laid his right hand on me saying, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am him who lives and who is dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. Amen. That means so be it, it's done. Right? And I have the keys of death and Hades. That means death no longer belongs to, to the enemy. It belongs to Jesus and he's overcome it and he's broke the power of death. And he's broke the power of Hades, that sin. And write write these things which you have seen and the things which you are and the things which are, things which shall take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands and the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lamps stands which you saw are the seven churches back up verse 17 and when i saw him i have to i have to do this cuz you will miss it cuz i missed it I, I read over this a thousand times and when i saw him i fell at his feet as dead And he laid his right hand on me. What? He laid his right hand on me. I mentioned this before. As John laid there as a dead man because he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, he took the seven stars and he laid his hand on him. And then he speaks to him and says, I'm going to give you the mystery of the seven stars which you saw In my hand. That means they are no longer, they're gone. You saw. Yeah, I'm gonna get mystical with you. The word to us is this. Go through the next two or three chapters. There's a message that's being given to the church. There's a strategy from heaven that's being given to the church. The whole book is the revealing of Jesus Christ. It's not the revealing of of the Antichrist. It's not the unveiling of the Antichrist. It's the unveiling of Jesus Christ in the earth now. And what happened was the Lord came himself and released seven stars. He gave strategy. He brought an impartation to John to release to the church, the last day church. Excuse me. It's today's church. And the same thing can come to you. If you encounter the Lord, he'll release something for you. And I want what? Seven stars. I want the seven spirits of God because it talks about this as the seven stars. The stars, which can be interpreted as planets. Figure that out. I know what he says. He says it's the churches or it's the angels. Okay, he was imparted with angels. The angels went no more. What happened? They began to appear to him. They began to speak to him. Angels are very biblical in the Bible. What I'm saying to us now is, here's the deal. God's trying to build us up into a great, great church, a building where God, a building, a dwelling place, a dwelling place, not necessarily a building. You are the dwelling place of God. But the release is this, that we receive from heaven only what Jesus can give. He can only give it. And that's the seven spirits of God. That's the completeness of who he is. It's the perfection of God that's being released to you. Why? Because it has counsel in it. And the the spirit of the angels will release counsel. It will release might. It will release the spirit that rests. It will release all these things that are, that are spoken to us in Isaiah eleven two, 2, write it down and look at it later because there's something that the Lord wants to release. And it's for the last day, church. That would be you and me. That would be who you are, whether you like it or not. And so God's trying to prepare a people and he's trying to give us something, and it's fullness. Are you with me? (laughs) Brian's like, I don't know. (laughs) You're going to receive it tonight because God wants. And there's something powerful that you can receive. When you receive the counsel of God, you have the might of God. When you receive the revelation of God, He gives you revelation, but then He gives you understanding to walk it out. Amen. He gives you all these things. He gives you, He wants to download things into your life so that you can be prepared to overcome as the rest of it, right? I'll read them. To Him Who Overcomes. All through this. To him who overcomes, I grant you the sit next to me. To him who overcomes, I grant you. There's power in it. There's a release for your life in this. There's a key. My job tonight is to unlock something inside of you. My job every week is to unlock something inside of you. And if you can't see it, you need to go back and read it and say, God, help me to see it. Well, it's one man's version of it. I guess. I think that God wants to release something to you in that. that There's keys into the revelatory realm so that God can open up wide the ability to overcome every obstacle that comes against you. You're unstoppable ones. You're overcomers. Like, we dull it down and just think, what's, what, what are we overcoming? What I was just talking about, you're overcoming the spirit of the age. That's, right. that's the main thing that's coming against the church right now. It's trying to filter into the church, just sitious, you know, insidiously, just trying to, just, you know, just a little compromise here, a little, before you know it, you're the, the plumb line's like far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're, we're heading in a different direction than Jesus. Spirit of God wants us to get this. You've been given the ability to overcome. Just a simple thing. Depression. I'm sorry, it's simple. But God's given you the ability to overcome it. Physical sickness. He's given you the ability to overcome it. We need to begin to speak life, an abundant life. And it's not all about our declaration. It's about living it out so that you know when you receive something from heaven like this. Come on. I'm telling you, God is serving something. It's, it's I really, I'm, I'm thankful. Because it started to open up and I'm like, God, this is a key. If we can just, I, maybe I need to go through the next two chapters of, of Revelation for us for the next few weeks because there's, there's keys and there's the ability to overcome a control spirit that tries to get into the church. A political spirit that tries to move in and take things over. Mammon that tries to buy. It's all got to do with our heart. It's not even even about church life. It's about God trying to remove the things and giving you the ability to overcome all these things and let me be the chief. (laughs) Because what happens is I speak something like this and I'll be tested on it tomorrow. Especially now that I've given it two times. And so we live in this time that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We live in these days where the fear of the Lord is going to release such joy on our lives we don't even get it. <laughs> it's, not about, it's not about being afraid of God. It's about the fear of the Lord brings a massive joy to your life because all you want to do is delight in Him. And when our lives reflect that, it's awesome. Like you were created to completely wipe out anything that's coming against you. And God's given you the ability to pray and intercede and and toast the powers of darkness. Because you've been given keys in the Word of God and by the Spirit of God that nothing, nothing, nothing shall by no means harm you. There's such safety in Jesus. (laughs) There's such safety in the Holy Spirit just moving in your life and you breathing Him in and breathing Him out. There's everything in Him. And we can't get enough of it. God, I can't get enough of it. I want you to help us now. Let's stand. I encourage you, listen, I said this before, don't just, don't just take my word for it. <laughs> Go back to the word. Look at it. Eat it. Eat the scroll. He's calling the whole church to eat the scroll. Yes, it's, it's kind of sweet going down, but once it settles in, it's kind of bitter. But God wants us to live out of this place where the bitterness of the word is working in us. too much. It's too much to understand in the moment. So Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, I ask you tonight to just release this on every person in this place that can receive it. There's people that have run out of here before to the end and, and something's going on. But that's okay. The word of the Lord goes forth. And the word of the Lord will triumph. It never changes. It will always, always, always win. But Lord, we receive the seven spirits. The Holy Spirit. Don't be confused. It's one spirit. It's the spirit of God. Lord, we thank you for who you are tonight. And we receive tonight. Your wisdom. Your understanding. Till today. But Lord, we ask that you just send the Spirit of God to rest on us. Isaiah 11 to, to rest on us and upon us, Father. And that the Spirit of wisdom would come. That the Spirit of understanding would come. That the Spirit of counsel would come in might the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. We receive from you now, Father. We receive all these things now from you. Lord, let us never be satisfied with a little bit, with a little taste, with a a little amen and go home. Father, let us be touched by presence. Let us be touched by heaven tonight. Let our lives be touched in a way. Lord, we receive. Lord, I want the fullness. I want the fullness of who you are, because this is what this whole thing is. It's the fullness of what Jesus operated in the earth. And so I declare this over the church right now, that we would operate out of this place that we would live out of this place. Why? Because we come here and worship you and we're empowered, but we leave with the fullness of who you are inside of us. And we come back again and we go to our prayer closets and we're filled with the fullness of who you are. And we go out and we release it and we freely give what we've received from the Father. And I thank you, God, tonight that you're going to do this for people, that there's impartation right in the air right now as we stand before you. And that Father, any place that we're cold that we're icy in the spirit. I just take authority over that, that, Father, your presence would warm it and the fire of your presence, the seven spirits, the burning presence of God would burn the things that keep us cold to you and numb to you and desensitized to you. I break the power of media over our eyes and over our minds that keep us from the presence of God.